Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's blog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So in Brightline Eating, we talk a lot about the bright transformation, which is the full mental, emotional, physical, spiritual transformation that we experience when we start eating bright, we get in integrity with our food, we lose our excess weight, our body becomes more mobile, we start to get clear-headed, we start to uh, build up a sense of self-confidence and self-efficacy and self-love, and we start to engage in the world with more presence and more enthusiasm and more courage, and we stop focusing on the food and the weight issue as that issue becomes solved for us and we transition into our bright body, and essentially we're reborn. We have a full transformation. And I talk a lot about the core of the bright transformation being a shift in identity, meaning you've got to become someone who does this, someone who does bright line eating, a bright lifer. You can hear it in someone's language, someone who says, oh no, I'm not gonna eat that birthday cake because I can't, because I'm on a diet. That's not someone who's had an identity shift, someone who says, no, thank you, I don't eat sugar. I don't versus I can't, right? That language is a sign of someone who has had an identity shift. Like a vegetarian doesn't say, no, I'm not gonna eat that steak, I can't eat that, I'm a vegetarian. They say, no, thank you, I don't eat meat, right? It's an identity thing. Well, there's another identity shift that is needed to settle into a peaceful, bright transformation in addition to really become some, becoming someone who does bright line eating. And that second identity shift is something I talked about in the Maintenance One course in the Bright Line Eating membership. So this is the course that's on the psychology of maintenance, and it's a course that I encourage you to take ideally before you get to maintenance, maybe even well before, because it prepares you psychologically for the shifts that are needed to transition to maintenance successfully. And I think kind of the earlier the better. As soon as you've really gone through uh, all the beginning materials with the boot camp, uh, which we now call Bright Beginnings, as soon as you've gone through that material, I think it's a great idea to go through the psychology of maintenance so that you already are embarking on your journey with the end in mind and you really understand that this is a lifelong process. And in that Maintenance One course, I talk about the second identity shift and I'm going to, right here, right now in this vlog, give you access to that lesson so that you can experience it for yourself. Here we go. Okay, now we come to the identity linchpin because the reality is that the identity shift that happens gradually 
as you start bright line eating, as you watch yourself be successful at implementing these new daily habits, as you lose some weight, as you maybe transition to maintenance, all of that is well and good, but it will not do the trick to allow you to really be peaceful, content, and free long-term with the food and the weight problem solved until you have one final identity shift. And I'm gonna illustrate that shift by telling you two quick stories. Okay, the first one goes all the way back to, I don't know, well over 20 years ago in my life, a long, long time ago. I was in my 20s, early 20s, and I'd been struggling with my food in a 12-step food program for a long time. And I went to a workshop that was being offered in that program. It was called a 12th Step Within workshop, which means we know there's people struggling with food within our workshop. We don't need, within our fellowship, we don't need to go out there and do a public information meeting to bring in more newcomers. We know that people are struggling right here. So let's hold a workshop for all the people struggling right here in our fellowship. So I was struggling, so I attended it. And the speaker at that workshop who blew me away was this woman who was really curvy. She was larger probably than I was, ironically, at that time, but she didn't seem it because she was tucking in her, her blouse and wearing a, a nice blazer over it. I never tucked in my shirt when I felt overweight, right? And she was completely, utterly content in her body. I think at the time she was a U.S. size 16. At that age, I'd never yet gotten up to a U.S. size 16. But she talked about her journey with words of such love and herself at that time with such love and compassion and contentment. She was not struggling with her food. She was not struggling with her weight. She was not trying to change her body size. She was completely content. And she'd been stable at that weight for years and years. And she prized stability and contentment in her body and with her food above all else, and she had arrived. She was completely there, peaceful, happy, healthy, exercising there. And I wanted what she had. I went up and I asked her to sponsor me. And uh, she was not available to sponsor. She had tons of sponsees. And it still s sticks with me today that what attracted me was her contentment with where she was at. Not her body, her contentment with her body. Now contrast that with another story that I'm going to tell in generic because I see it all the time on the accountability call and coaching people in Brightline Eating. I talk to people who by the French formula are thin. They're, you know, and they're focusing on a few pounds. They're still thinking that they're at the high end of their goal weight range and, and they everything that they've tried isn't working, they're trying to get to the low end of their goal weight range or they're thinking that, that their range is still yet lower or they're not sure that they're done yet or whatever and their focused, focused, focus is on the weight and the food and what's not yet lined up and what's not yet working. And I always coach them to let that go and I'm sure some of them successfully do and some of them successfully don't, but that's the shift, is the identity on the one hand of someone whose body is their project and who's sure that it needs to get better 
and who is working on it or uh, building up to a new plan to work on it and is going to keep striving, keep striving, keep striving. This is the energy of dopamine. It is never satisfied. It is never satisfied. It's always oriented toward the future and how things could be better and striving, striving, striving to make things better. There's a place for that in this world, for sure. But for us in a Bright Line Eating journey, it signals eternal discontent and we've got to end it. We've got to do away with it. The other identity that we need to adopt is someone who has arrived, is content with their body the way it is who knows that no tweaks or changes in their body are gonna make a whit of difference to what anyone thinks of them or their experience actually living their actual life and they're done, they're, they're, they've arrived. And they've settled in to their body as it is, knowing that it's, you know, they're not gonna be a, recruited to be a bikini model anytime soon and that's okay. And they're peaceful. So that identity shift is something you can decide to have even right now. Knowing that even if you have lots of weight left to lose, for real, for real, and you're on a weight loss food plan to do that in Bright Line Eating, you can adopt the identity of someone who is content now. Content with the process, content with the pace, fast, slow, super slow, glacially slow, however it's, whatever, right? Just content to just hang in here for the long term and just be at peace in your body. And this is also, you know, wrapped up with probably an examination of where your notions of body perfection came from or, uh, or ideal body came from. It's so funny, I have daughters and, uh, you know, one of my daughters has you know, what our society would consider to be probably an ideal body. And she's like, mom, I don't like my arms. They look too manly. <laughs> she's, Cause she's got like chiseled shoulders and a little, you know, bicep definition right there. And I'm just like, it's just such an illustration of how um, you can never win. And there, there's no, uh, there's no rest for the person who is in the, I am discontent, my body is my project, it's not good enough, I should be doing something to change it, camp. That is, that is an identity, make no mistake. And the biggest shift you're gonna need to make to succeed with maintenance long-term is, is to decide to become someone who is truly content and done striving to change their body in any way, shape, or form. You know, not to say that uh, you know, some sort of workout thing, you know, we can, we can have goals and we can do that, but there is a difference. There is a difference. It's not an obsessive focus on the scale and thinking that it needs to change. You got this. Okay. Whew. So what I'm discovering on my journey is that I need to remind myself of this over and over again, because Believing that my body is a project and that there's something not quite right with it and that I need to tweak something to get it, you know, where I want it to be, closer to where I want it to be, that is a pattern of thinking that I fall into all the time. And keeping this at the forefront of my mind that I choose to be someone who has arrived, 
who is comfortable in her bright body and there's nowhere to get to, <laughs> the, the food and weight transformation issue, it's, it's solved, it's done, I'm there. It's something I need to remind myself of all the time. And this is why I think the psychology of maintenance is worth refreshing ourselves on over and over again. So if you're not in the Brightline Eating membership, go check it out. It's at brightlineeating.com. You can get access for a trial for free and go in and check out Maintenance One, the psychology of maintenance. It's one of the steps in the Bright Roadmap, which is our guidebook for you for having your bright transformation. So I hope you enjoyed this little nugget on um, a ninja next level lesson on what it takes to really have your bright transformation. That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brightline Living. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. Interested in learning more about Brightline Eating? Visit ble.life slash podcast to find out more. ble.life slash podcast. Have a bright day.